Hello. Hey. I'm Lindsay. I'm Brianna. And this is Gone Gone with the the Windies. Hello and happy whatever day you're listening to this. We're recording on a Sunday evening, so a little beginning of the week vibes happening here. Yes, very much. Beginning of the week vibes. Very much. (laughs) 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 All right, so for this week's episode, we decided we were going to cut the crap and not have any type of intro because our topic is so jam-packed full of fun information that we had to get right into it literally without any type of introduction mm-hmm. um it's freaking ratatouille so over this you know what it is an episode we recorded an episode about the parent trap which is brianna's favorite movie and yep. so we decided that we could record one for my favorite movie which is ratatouille and so we actually just watched it on disney plus at like the same time even though we're not together and have a Google Doc with, like, tons of <laughs> information and notes that we took while we were watching it. So we're just going to kind of go through it and talk about Ratatouille and hopefully convince you to watch it or maybe analyze it a little more critically than maybe you have before. Because I've seen it multiple times, so I feel like I'm qualified to make these um, statements and claims. But mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yes. for sure. So, for sure you are. little background on our situation right now. All right, so brief summary of Ratatouille. I wrote this up before we watched the movie, fun fact, because I figured we could give just a brief summary of what it's about if you don't know. However, the topics and content we're going to discuss, I would recommend that you watch the movie prior to listening to the episode just because we're going to be going into some specifics and it's not really going to make that much sense if you haven't seen it, but mm-hmm. you'll still get like a good idea of what's happening and we might spoil some things. So just spoiler alert from the beginning. It's available on Disney Plus to stream if you have that. If you don't, ask us. Maybe you can get our password and you can watch it. This is something I feel very strongly about. Everyone should watch <laughs> Ratatouille. Okay. So I agree. <laughs> this is what I typed up. It's like two sentences. It says, there's a rat, loves to cook, doesn't fit in with his rat pals, gets separated from his family, ends up in a professional kitchen. Kitchen? Kitchen? <laughs> he can cook. The dude, the dude cannot cook. So he hides in his hat to cook, pretending to be the dude. Problems arise. That's the general idea. And then I have a disclosure. Dis- disclosure statement? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I said, full disclosure, we're going to talk about this movie as if you have just watched it approximately five minutes ago because we did just watch it five minutes ago. Watch the movie. It's a great movie. Okay. <laughs> Where shall we begin? Should we Where? talk like starting from the beginning of the movie and just kind of like flow through and just kind of yeah. recap what's happening maybe and what we thought about it? And then as the characters are introduced, we can discuss the characters. I think that's a great format. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Let's freaking do it. Yeah. So we start off right, on, uh, well, how does it begin? There's a, we're in a small village in France, I guess, but you don't know it's France yet. We zoom in. Here's some sounds. Here's some fighting going on inside of a house. And we're like, I don't know what's going on there. Um, then this little rat busts through a window with a cookbook hanging over his head. And then it freeze frames. And he says... You're probably wondering how I got here. Something like that. 
I don't actually remember what he says. Do you remember? I don't know exactly. My comment about this is I truly hate the beginning of the movie. I hate when a movie starts with the, like, freeze frame and then, like, this is me. You're probably wondering how I got here. Well, the movie's going to tell how I got here. And then some. And it's like, all right. I feel like there was a more creative way to, to do that. But still a lot of respect for this film, obviously. Thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's kind of like your classic way to start a movie. I don't really have any beef with it. I love this movie too much to have beef with it. Oh, okay. um, The font choice is nice. It's like curly, but not in like a, a cheesy curls MT way. It's like a right. vintage French cursive curly way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's nice. You're so right about but that. Yeah. It is a really good font. I won't lie. Yeah. Yeah. So that's okay, how the movie so begins. Moving on. Introduce Remy. He's a rat. He loves to cook. And... This is just, he can smell things very well. He's got a lot of qualities that make him more so a human. Like, mm-hmm. he's like a, a human trapped in a rat's body almost. Like, he doesn't like walking on all four paws. He <laughs> really loves to cook and he can, like, smell things. He hates that his family eats trash. He's like, that's disgusting. He's very he's clean. Like, why would you eat trash? Yes. And so he can, like, smell things because he's got a good palate or whatever and he smells poison. So his dad makes him poison checker. So he has to smell all the food before they eat it, which, like, that's kind of annoying. However, he's got such a bad attitude about it. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I have to help my family make sure that no one dies. It's like, yeah, you do have to do that. And maybe you could just be okay with it because, like, that's a super important, important, mm-hmm. important skill. Yeah. Anywho. Agreed. And yeah. He's just, kind of a little yeah. uh, B word about it. It's not great. He does not have the best attitude. And so then he, like, sniffs the food or whatever. Then he gets mad, and then he wants to cook this mushroom, so they go in the kitchen, whatever. The lady whose house he's, like, stealing from is, like, this... <laughs> people, like, think she was in, like, World War II or something because she's got a gas mask and, like, a shotgun. And <laughs> she, like, tries to kill the rat because she sees him because he's, like, stealing stuff from her kitchen. And he's, like, obsessed with this fat chef called Gusto. Then he sees that Gusto dies, which is, like, pretty upsetting. Um, but, yeah, there's a whole backstory there. But, anyway, I feel like I'm giving too much plot and not enough substance, but... Mm. That's all right. She shoots the ceiling and all the rats fall from the ceiling. Like the whole Horrible. ceiling falls down and it's just like rats. Like there's no ceiling in sight. It's simply rats. And I'm yep. like, I would simply pass away. Like I could not handle that. Like the way this woman is just like, let me shoot all of them. I'm like, absolutely not. I would sprint as far away as possible. She's really brave for that. I would also sprint away. I would be like, um, yeah. I have this house, but I'm not going to live there anymore. It's just not no. for me anymore. So someone exactly. else can have it and deal with it. But and- also... Can we talk about how they like <laughs> so they they fall from the ceiling, right? right? And they have this getaway plan like hatched up. They yeah. go to the river, they like run on their little rat feet to the river and they have like getaway boats. It's like yeah. books and like pans and pots and stuff and they like literally get in their little makeshift boats and they like swim away into like the sewers or whatever. But yeah. And that's where Remy, like, gets separated from them, and that's when mm-hmm. he begins his journey separate from his family, which is a big plot point because he didn't really like his family anyway. So, like, at first he's, like, really upset about it. He's like, oh, like, I lost my family, whatever. And then once he finally gets the courage to go up and, like, explore instead of just sitting in the sewer, he's like, oh, shoot, I kind of, TBH, I kind of hated my family. Let me just, like, chill by myself. And spoiler alert, later in the movie he finds them again, and he's like, I don't want to live with you, LOL, bye. <laughs> and so that's like kind of like a weird plot line with him he's like upset at first because he's lost his family but then he's like wait i kind of didn't want to be with them anyway so that's an interesting 
situation yeah. that we have going on. He makes a new family, if you will. If you will. And I will, personally. I do okay, think good. you mentioned before about how they have like a getaway plan. I think that that's kind of a really strong commentary on like this idea that's explored throughout the movie about like rats versus humans and like people not getting along and rivalry. Yeah. And I'm wondering if the rats are kind of supposed to, in a way, represent, like, marginalized people groups in the world and how, like, they have to, con- they, they can't really, they don't have the luxury to think about, like, how to thrive. They just have to survive and the world is kind of out to get them. Um, I don't know, just a thought. And people see them as, like, leeches who are just stealing from society and and it's like, yeah. but what if they're just trying to, like, live? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. True. That's another thing. Like, they just, like, eat the trash that people leave behind. And so there's so many, oh my gosh, there's so many, like, mentions of, like, stealing and thievery and stuff, which is, like, a theme throughout the whole movie. And at first, I guess we could dive into it later because that's, like, kind of comes into play more so later. But at the beginning, he's like, why? We shouldn't steal. He's like, why are you stealing? Yeah. And then he, the dad is like, well, no one wants it. It's not stealing if it's trash, if nobody wants it. He's like, well, if nobody wants it, why are we stealing it? And it's like, so he's so against stealing when it's literally things people have thrown away and don't want anymore. But Mm -hmm. then he will go into this woman's house and try and get the saffron to make his mushroom. It's like... You're kind of like, so you're not going to, you think it's wrong to take things people don't want, but it's right to take things because you're going to use it to cook. It's like, where's the line there? Like, it's so weird, but that's like a theme definitely throughout the movie. And it's just interesting. But the other thing I was thinking about is like (laughs) such a dumb thought, but these rats, like the, again, the comparison between rats and humans, like these rats don't have the infrastructure to like have a job and earn money and pay for goods. And so what are they going to do to eat? Like if they're not supposed to steal quote unquote trash or they're not supposed to steal anything, how are they supposed to survive? Because the system isn't created to have them like even be able to function. You know what I mean? Yup. And then like, Like, so what, so what's wrong with stealing if they literally aren't a part of this other system that's like supposedly like you but like do the rules of ethics apply to them because that's how they're surviving like they can't earn money and pay for their food so like what are they supposed to do besides take food that is like there exactly and yeah remy's comment is so interesting how he's like i don't want to take i want to make but it's like okay so would you like to be a farmer would you like to grow all of your own food is that because that's what i'm hearing when you say that remy but then he doesn't want to actually do that he just wants to talk like he's gonna do that he's talking about cooking he's not talking about growing food but but like in order to cook you have to take so i don't understand his argument no exactly no that's yeah that's the thing like gusto pops up gusto's the chef dude he's like his like little companion throughout his like journey to find the restaurant or whatever um and he's like a figment of his imagination like it's just like his way of staying sane basically while he's like alone and so the guy he goes a thief takes a cook makes and it's like okay so you're telling him he can't take this food he has to go make his own food but how is he going to get the food to make the other food like that simply doesn't make sense it really doesn't All right, so we've gotten to the point where he's, like, exploring. So, yeah, so he's in a French town, a little tiny town. He's, like, in the sewer, and then he climbs up, and at the roof, he's in Paris, and he sees Gusto's restaurant, and he's like, oh, my gosh, you led me to your restaurant. Ah, That's crazy. And um, then he, like, is looking in the restaurant, and, like, you can tell he, like, really knows about cooking and stuff, which is so funny to me. Like, he literally just knows it from, like, watching the cooking channel at that lady's 
like house. Like that's the only reason he knows how to cook. Yeah, and somewhere along the way he like learned how to read. Okay, that's the other thing. It's like he's the only rat in this whole entire movie that has human characteristics. Like he mm-hmm. can read, he wants to cook, he doesn't like walking on his forepaws, he likes walking on two because he doesn't want it to be dirty. He like washes yeah. his hands before he makes his soup. And he gets along really well with humans. And the other rats are like, oh, humans are dangerous. Like, they literally said that. And he's like, maybe they're not as bad as you think. Like, whatever. And we're getting B-movie vibes here for sure. But anyway, he's, like, the only one that's, like, so, like, interested in, like, how the humans, like, live. And he's like, they're not actually that bad after all. So it's, like, interesting. It's like he's got, like, a hot take basically on, like, human life because Mm -hmm. all the other rats are, like, not into it at all. And he's like, I mean, they're not that bad. But I'm just wondering, like, I mean, obviously it's a movie, but, like, why was he like that, you know? Yeah. Like, he was the only one. Was it, like, things other people had thought and maybe just not been brave enough to speak about? Or was he the only one who ever thought these thoughts? That's a really good question. It's a really good question. I think... (laughs) I don't have an answer for that. But I think part of it was just that, like, him watching the cooking show showed him, like, a different side of humanity than his rat family would show him and so he had like experienced for himself and he probably watched the old woman there like live and he was like i mean obviously he was terrified of her because she would kill him because she was scary but like just watching her walk around not noticing him i'm sure that he was like oh she's just like going about her life just like me yeah no that's a good point like he definitely had more exposure to that than other people because the other the brother didn't even want to go like into the house and mm-hmm. he was like no no no, we can go in there like she turns on the cooking channel and falls asleep so like even his brother had no idea that he was like going and doing these things but he was doing it by himself so that is a good point like he was really seeing humans and like seeing a different side of them like you were saying than they were experiencing and later in the movie when um Linguini, who's like the dude character he kind of like wrongs Remy a little bit in a way and then Remy's dad takes him and shows him like a what's it <laughs> I don't know what it's called um like a rat poison store yeah. yeah an exterminator like rat poison store and so there's like all these dead rats hanging in the window and so that's the side of people that like other rats see and Remy's like okay but like I Ben knew this like I know they like don't like us like he's been hiding from all the chefs and everything like he wasn't like walking around like oh like you all love me like he knew that was like how it was but he just like saw them for something more than that and Mm -hmm. same goes for Linguini and Remy like Linguini saw him for more than just like a rat who like should be harmed like he saw him as like someone with like skill and talent and someone who could cook and like that was super awesome for him yeah anyway yeah. Oh, that's such a good point. I've never thought about that. I think it also has to do with, like, how desperate Linguini was for approval and, yeah. and like, and for money and just, like, to survive. So he kind of had that in common with the rats. Like, yeah. survival instinct. Like, I need to hold down this job or I'm literally going to be on the street. Um, yeah. So, like, a little bit his desperation forced him to trust Remy. And also, yeah. he was the only one who saw Remy cook. So, like, he had physical evidence of this fact about Remy whereas everyone else was like didn't see it so wouldn't believe it which is yeah like didn't understand like didn't realize that it could be something like really cool like they were just like oh he just likes food whatever he's a snob they called him a snob right instead of like instead of just accepting the food he had they're like oh so you're like snobby you want more than that and something else I was just thinking of is like I feel like they were both kind of ostracized from their like groups like Linguini was like clumsy and like he was just a plongeur like he was just a garbage boy like (laughs) at the restaurant he said he couldn't hold a job probably because of his like clumsiness and whatever and he just lost his mom his mom passed away his dad was Gusto 
show. So he clearly didn't know that he even, he didn't know who his dad was. And so he's probably like pretty lonely. Like he obviously didn't have a girlfriend or anything. They never show him with like friends. So he was like ostracized and clumsy and like no one in the restaurant wanted anything to do with him. Mm -hmm. And then same with Remy. Like he was like different than his family and like no one really wanted, I mean, not that they didn't, they still loved him, but they were like mocking him constantly. And so they're like, you know, yeah, merged there because they had similar experiences. Yeah. And also like, I mean, his family kind of used him and not that they didn't appreciate him, but it's like they didn't really care about his gift that much until he left and they had to fend for themselves. And that's when they were yeah. like, oh, wait, Remy, like, come back. What are you come doing? Come back. Keep us safe. Yeah. Which is no, fair, though, because sure. like they need to they need to live. There needs to be a poison checker. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> wow. I've never thought about I've never thought about Linguini's past, to be honest, because he just is kind of boring <laughs> and he just yeah, kind of shows I, up. Yeah. I mean, that's how they like portray him as like this like clumsy, stupid little like boy who just like he only has a job because like his mom knew Gusto. Like he didn't earn it or anything. And then yeah. when he like makes the soup, he quote unquote earns it, but it wasn't even him. And then this whole situation. Yep. So I think what we want to talk about next is how that ends up happening, how Remy ends up cooking for him. So right. basically Linguini was like, he knocked over the soup while he was mopping. And so he like tried to fix it, but he made it um, gaggable, apparently. Like apparently. he literally tasted the soup that he made. He just added a bunch of water to it, basically. He tastes it and he throws up outside the window. I mean, he added a bunch of spices too, though. I guess, but I'm like, I feel like it wouldn't taste like throw up. It would just taste like not great. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Maybe I'm overanalyzing it. Uh, this entire podcast. Anywho, um... And so Remy's trying to escape because Remy, like, falls into the kitchen. Remy's trying to get to the window, but he passes the soup and he, like, gags. And he's like, all right, in this moment, I either can get out of this window and survive or I can fix the soup. And guess what he chooses? He chooses to fix the freaking soup. Psycho. Which is, like, so ridiculous. I'm like, for why? But <laughs> anyways, well, he, I like, fixes that's... the soup. I think that's because he did see a different side of humans. And he, I mean, he probably knew in his head that they would kill him if they saw him. But he had seen enough of their humanity to be like, uh, I'm going to fix this soup. I don't know. I also kind of think he was like selfish in that yeah. he was excited to finally have access to all the food he's always wanted to cook. Yeah. He was like, oh, I like have these skills and I can finally like do something with them and I can like learn how to cook and I can cook something awesome and like I yeah so I think it was like kind of that but also he's just kind of selfish he's like I really want to make this freaking soup yeah. um but yeah so he makes it turns out to be really good that scene is another one of my favorites when he's like tossing the ingredients in if you watch it you'll know what I'm talking about but he's like running around one. the pot like tossing all the ingredients in and everything and yeah. then um Linguini catches him he turns on the light and he's like like throwing spices and he's like oh my god a rat just threw spices into the soup and catches him, and the soup goes out to someone, and it's actually really good, and whatever. And then they see the rat, and they go, out and they're like, "Oh my god, Linguini, like take care of this rat." And that's when they really have that like connection. Like he's gonna throw him in the water, and Remy's like <laughs> looking at him, like, "Please don't kill me." And he's like, "Oh my god, this rat has feelings." Like, and so that was kind of the turning point. I feel like for both of them, because the human saved the rat, and the rat, like, he could tell, like the human could tell the rat had feelings. So. Mm. Yeah, that was, like, yeah. when it kind of changed a little bit for both of them. Like, he was like, oh, you can cook. And Linguini says, and I can appear human. <laughs> and that part <laughs> is so funny. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so they go yeah. back to his apartment and then, like, figure out the whole cooking situation. And no, yeah. actually, they don't yet. But Not yet. Anyway. <laughs> Wait, I didn't get to say something that I wanted to say about the soup scene. Say it. 
Um, I just find it really funny. I know that the soup had to get messed up by Linguini in order for the plot to advance for Remy to fix it. But my thing is when Linguini knocks over the soup, it's like a red soup, I think. And then he knocks it over. I know. Some of it spills, but he puts it back on the stove and like three quarters of it is still there. (laughs) But still he's like putting water in it. It's like, sir, it's genuinely fine mop up the soup no one will notice you'll be okay Mm -hmm. but he just i don't know i don't know what's going through his head well i know what it is it's he's like so so nervous about messing up he really can't lose this job so he's like i'll just cover it up but he's dumb and he doesn't realize that that's not how cooking works yeah facts also another plot hole is that the soup is red and there is like almost a full thing of red soup Mm -hmm. and i will be the first to tell you that if you add a cup of cream to a pot of red soup it's not going to turn white and the soup ends up being white yep (laughs) but we just ignore that one you know yeah we can overlook certain things exactly Mm -hmm. and we have to okay moving forward moving forward yes moving forward oh okay something i want to talk about in terms of the design of the kitchen so I saw that they actually like hired someone like a Michelin star chef to like give them pointers on how to make the kitchen look like a real like French kitchen, like a professional kitchen. And so all of the pots and pans and stuff are copper because copper retains heat really well and is like a really great material for cooking and like for all your pans and pots made out of, but it's super expensive. But that like shows you that like this restaurant was like, they knew what they were doing. Like, they had copper. Like, everything was copper. Like, so they were clearly, like, high-budget, fancy restaurant, not any of this, like, garbage nonsense, mm-hmm. which is, again, why it's so crazy that, like, Linguini even got hired, like, as a garbage boy. Like, because it was True. a very, like, high-level restaurant. True. But, yeah, that's just super interesting. Okay, so then they <laughs> figure out, they go back to the restaurant, and he's like, how are you going to, like, tell me how to cook it? Like, because Remy can cook, but not in Linguini's body and so they like try and figure it out and he like pulls his hair and that like controls him so that's a separate conversation we can have but yeah he like hides under his chef hat and like pulls his hair and it like allows him to control him and so they get home that night and like practice how that all works out which that's like also a really good scene I we were talking about this before we recorded but (laughs) this movie Like, I swear, every other scene is, like, so good. Like, just, like, either funny or just, like, I don't know, just, like, very well done and, like, interesting. Like, I feel like so many movies, I'm like, oh, like, there's a couple scenes that are really good. But literally, so many of these scenes are just so incredible. That's one of them, where they're, like, cooking and (laughs) they throw the pot out the window and cause a car crash. (laughs) And I was like, I really would like to see the car crash from, like, the street level point of view. Because, like, he just throws one pot out the window and there's, like, tons of crashing noises. That's so ridiculous. It's, like, a bad car crash. Like, I would imagine yeah, some great. fatalities even. <laughs> but they don't they don't ever question the morality of that. But for some reason, no. stealing, stealing little mm-hmm. basil leaves, that's the issue we should focus on. Not this whole 10-car yeah. pileup you caused by throwing a pot well, out the window. Can we talk about the ethics of... Linguini, because we've been focusing a mm. lot on Remy. Yeah. And I don't know, like Remy, like, oh, I steal things, but we shouldn't take people's things, even if it's garbage, but I'll steal this mint and basil for our omelet. But I'm trying to think of Linguini's unethical deeds. Like, I feel like he's pretty, like, fine from the beginning. He's fine. Like, what does he do? 
the thing is that he just like he gets a little cocky and i think well, that yeah. he kind of starts to think that he's actually a good cook to some extent well no 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 yeah like that's like in the middle i'm thinking like at the beginning like before oh. any of that happens like i feel like he doesn't really we don't have any ethical issues with him it's no. mostly Remy being like, oh, you can't steal anything. And then he steals things. And it's like, yeah. ma'am. <laughs> yeah. What? That's true. <laughs> that's true. But yeah, that's another thing I want to talk about is, um, well, actually, no. First, can we talk about Colette teaching him and like training him? <sighs> yes. Because so he figures out that Remy can like control him and that's cool. He goes, he cooks the soup, whatever. It's good. Um, and then Colette is like the only woman in the kitchen and she kind of steps in to like, well, she gets basically appointed to like train him because they're like, okay, you can cook. So now you're going to be like a cook in this restaurant. Like you have to know what you're doing. And since he never had like formal training, Colette is going to train him. And so would you like to explain that whole scene? It's a great scene. Um, yeah, she basically just like yells at him and tells him all the things that he's doing wrong for a full three minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's hilarious. But I also, I think it's interesting that like, out of all the chefs in that kitchen, they were like, Colette's going to teach him. Like, that seems kind of weird to me. I don't know. Um, I don't uh, know if she trained people before, if that was, like, part of her role in the kitchen. But I don't think feels... you know enough about kitchens to make that statement. <laughs> well, I'm going to make it anyway. Um, it feels a little sexist to me, but that's fine. Basically, I don't know. I don't have that much to say about it. I do love the part where his sleeves are all messy. And I just think that's so gross. Like... I feel like it's common knowledge to just roll up your sleeves if you're working with batter, but not to Linguini. Linguini doesn't know a single thing that's going on. Not a single thing. I don't think He's he has a thought. Dumb. He doesn't have a thought in his head, truthfully. So no. um, I'm really, but it's like really sweet how much he listens to her. And same with Remy. Like, I think Remy really, you can see him try to apply everything. It's a little difficult because he's like tugging on Linguini's hair follicles um and like trying to get everything precise the way colette's teaching but it's really cute the way they both are just trying to learn and somehow linguini's like falling for her and it's like she's literally yelling at you but okay yeah but someone's finally paying attention to him uh yeah that's what it really is he's a simp yeah and we're gonna talk about this too with his daddy issues because like (laughs) his dad was gusto right and so like he didn't know that that's like a whole plot point Mm-hmm. And so if he didn't know Gusto was his dad, it's kind of just like, okay, so he didn't grow up with a dad. So there's like the whole daddy issues aspect and his mom just died. And like, he's not like, it's not like crazy for people to die like in their forties or whatever, but he's like 18, 19, 20. I would imagine like just graduated high school, like trying to like, like True. provide for himself and like his mom is dead. And so it's like this poor kid has no family. Yeah. Cha cha, real smooth. Let's go to work. Hey, so something a little unfortunate happened while we were recording this episode. And basically, Lindsay's AirPods decided to die mid-recording. So right at this point in the podcast, we had a little transition, a little switcheroo. And Lindsay put on her little connect, like wire headphones and something went awry. And there is a weird staticky noise for pretty much the remainder of the episode which would have been another 20 minutes so what we've decided to do is record a second part re-record what we said um so that there can be you know a more concise ending and so that we can actually get through (laughs) 
the whole movie with you. That's all we have for now. Stay tuned for next week with Ratatouille Part 2. Leave us a review if you feel like it. Sorry about this inconvenience. I, you probably don't really care that much, so that's fine. But that's that's all. That's all. Uh, life happens. Technology is garbage sometimes, just like what the rats eat in Ratatouille. That's all that needs to be said. <laughs> Hope you were happily gone with the Windies and... Sorry, it's just me saying that. It's not as fun. 